Well, if you have your Bibles with you, I invite you to turn to Psalm 43. We'll be meditating on that psalm this afternoon briefly. And we noted last time that many Bible scholars believe Psalms 42 and 43, uh, as they appear in our Bible, were very likely originally one song. They were one psalm together. And there's a lot of good reason to believe that. Psalm 43 not only continues the mood of lament, that lamentation from Psalm 42, its topic flows right out of Psalm 42, and it concludes with the exact same words that conclude every section of Psalm 42. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. So that means uh, we can probably look to the caption of Psalm 42 to tell us about the composition of Psalm 43. It, the caption tells us it's to the choir master, a maskil of the sons of Korah. So just to reflect on what we saw last time, uh, to the choir master, it was written from the beginning with the intent of being sung in public worship. It's uh, something for the temple worship in Old Testament times. A maskil probably comes from a Hebrew term that refers to contemplation or reflective thinking. So we're to, to think reflectively. We notice, note that the psalmist is reflecting on his particular difficult circumstances, and yet at the same time is showing his confidence in the Lord. And of the sons of Korah, uh, it was uh, written by Levites, probably from the clan, who, who were responsible for leading the singing in the temple. And that also makes sense because the psalmist in Psalm 42 says that he led people in procession to worship. And in this uh, psalm, we'll talk about playing a musical instrument in the temple, which a son of Korah would have had the responsibility of doing. Like Psalm 42, Psalm 43 is a lament. In Psalm 42, the psalmist saying of his thirst for God in the first section as he suffered afflictions, so not enough water, as a thirst. He took encouragement from his memory of leading God's people in worship. And then he sang of his troubles as being like an overwhelming flood, so from too little water to too much water, as he felt forgotten by God and was taunted by his adversaries who mocked his faith. But with each of these descriptions of trouble he would conclude by asking himself, well, why are you cast down? Sure, it's easy if I focus on earthly things to be cast down, but I have a relationship with the Lord. He, he need not really be cast down. Why are you cast down, on my soul? He'd say to himself, for he knew God is trustworthy. He had hope. Hope in the Bible is not just a, a vague wish that things would be different, but an eager expectation that God will fulfill his promises. So by faith we know God will fulfill his promises. Hope is that eager expectation we have that those promises will be fulfilled. And so he would remind himself, hope in God. He knew he would again worship God as his Savior. So after making his observations to God about his, his situation, he now calls on the Lord to vindicate him, as, of course, particularly his enemies have mocked his faith so especially in the face of those mocking his faith and accusing him of being abandoned by God, he asks that God would vindicate himself. And so he prays and says, vindicate me. So, but of course, by vindicating the psalmist, God is also showing that indeed he is a God who can be trusted. 
And so he prays as Psalm 43 begins. Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people from the deceitful and unjust man. Deliver me. Now these could be the very words of Christ, even as he was accused unjustly and wickedly mocked during his trial and crucifixion. The vindicate me, uh, literally in the Hebrew is judge me. But he's, the psalmist is saying, judge me and show that my faith is not, is not a false faith. And it's not in something that is false, but it is a faith in you who can be trusted. Vindicate me, judge me. But he calls upon God to defend his cause. And so he desires God in this context here to be both his judge and his defense lawyer. Well, if the judge is your defense lawyer, you're in a pretty good position, aren't you? Well, because Christ bore our sins, because he died and rose again, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father, he is even now serving, Scripture says, as our advocate. We have an advocate before the Father who is Jesus Christ the righteous, John tells us. So in Christ, God is both our judge and our defense attorney. If the judge is your defense attorney, you cannot lose your court case. What confidence can we take in that? God will defend his people against the ungodly, the deceitful, and the unjust. They may mock your faith, but your faith is not unfounded. It is well-founded. The psalmist describes his situation as like that which Christ endured on the cross. And you know, because Christ was rejected for a time by God, you and I, in Him, will never be rejected if our faith is truly in Christ Jesus. And so in verse 2, the psalmist says, For you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Again, Christ could have said these because these words because for a time he was truly rejected by God. And he pointed that out when he quoted Psalm 22, verse 1, saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me from the cross? But the psalmist here appeals again to be able to return to public worship. So, if you're ever feeling abandoned, in fact, the, the fact is you are not abandoned if your trust is in Christ. And public worship is a great remedy for any time that we feel like we're distant from God. So in verses 3 and 4, the psalmist says, Send out your light and your truth. Let Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Notice how God's light and his truth, we find this in scripture, leads us where? To the holy hill. To come together with God's people and worship Verse 4, then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. So again, those words make sense if we think of this being the sons of Korah who are thinking of these things, the men who had the responsibility of leading the singing and playing the musical instruments in in the public worship in the temple. But remember, the instruments of the temple prefigure the heart that is attuned to praise the Lord. You know, we're to sing, Paul says in Ephesians 5.19, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody with our hearts. And so these instruments in the temple pointed forward to the heart, attuned to praise God. Because Christ was vindicated and leads his people forever in worship as our high priest, 
He could sing this psalm perfectly, couldn't he? We can ever go with exceeding joy and worship the Lord. Do you ever feel oppressed? Are you experiencing affliction? If you're not now, you probably have in the past and probably will in the future. It happens in this world. It's been rightly said that if you don't suffer an early death, you will certainly suffer. That's the way this world is. And particularly, the more like Christ you are in this fallen world, the more the world will want to afflict you. It hated Christ, it will hate the people who are like Christ. Well, when you're afflicted, is your soul cast down within you, like this psalmist was? Well, a great remedy for that is worship God in the midst of his people. Public worship is the best encouragement for one who loves the Lord. So the psalmist concludes with that same rhetorical question to himself that he's asked in Psalm 42, answered by the same encouragement to hope in God and look forward to praising Him. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again, not I really wish it would be possible that I could again, no, uh, hope in God, for I shall again praise Him, my salvation and my God. You can have confidence that the Lord will keep His promises. Whatever affliction you might go through in this life, you shall again praise Him for bringing you through that affliction. And you will know Him as your salvation and your God. Well, let's sing praise to our salvation and our God from that very psalm. Let's turn our psalters to Psalm 43. Why don't we stand together as we're able and we'll sing praise to God. Psalm 43.